turn to welcome somebody. Tell me glad to be in the house of God this morning.
Let's stand together as we sing this next verse. When I was your foe, still your love hard for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no
stand with us. It's always good to be with you all on Sunday mornings, and we welcome you to the house of the Lord this morning. I want to talk with you about the key role that faith plays in all of our lives as we celebrate the freedoms that are ours as Christians in this uh, nation that we know as the United States of America. 
faith plays a huge role in us enjoying the lives that God has blessed us with. And uh, I just want us to kind of uh, think about that together this morning. I'm going to share some personal experiences, and I want you, as I share those, to think about your own life experiences and things that have happened when you have dared to believe. When you turn to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, which is known as the faith chapter, we are uh, given a, a number of stories a narrative is there telling us about the things that have happened because people believed in the goodness of God. God has been good to us, amen? amen? And because of His goodness and because of our faith in His goodness, it is amazing the opportunities that have opened up for each and every one of us, for us as individuals, for our families. And we have, we have truly moved from one faith step to another to get to, we, to where we are in this life. And even those who do not profess to be Christians this morning have lived by faith to some degree to get from, from birth to present existence because all of us have had to believe in something, have had to believe in someone in order to move from what we know to what, what we don't know, to move from old experience to new experience. I remember when we went to Honduras a number of years ago, uh, it was our day off and we went... Uh, we went out to a place that was a part of the national park there, and there were some rock formations, beautiful water, and we had the opportunity to climb up on some rocks and jump off in the water. Robin was on that trip. You remember that day? And we were up there, and I, you all know I don't like heights. And so when I'm standing down on that floor... This doesn't look as high to me as when I'm standing on this platform. And this is nothing by comparison to many things where we stand on, on the heights. And that day we were standing on this rock formation and everybody was encouraged to jump off into the water. There's plenty of depth. Uh, there, there's, you're not going to hit any rocks. So, so we're having to believe in what the people are telling us, Okay. I was one of the last ones to, to jump because when I was there, all I could do was think of what, what could happen, you know? What, what if there are no rocks there, but I get wrapped up in my life jacket and, and I can't breathe? I'm thinking all these weird thoughts. And finally, uh, because of, of, of my comrades who were on that trip, come on, come on, I finally jumped off. And when I jumped off, it was exhilarating to go through that. I remember the first time I went on a white water trip and we went to the Chattooga River in the upstate. And they're telling us, uh, you know, leave your helmets on because your head could hit a rock. Okay, there's a reason not to go. Um, leave your life jackets on because... Even with your life jackets, the currents are such that you could be pulled under and you can't set yourself free. There's another reason not to go. No wonder they had us sign that waiver before we went down to the river, you know? And be careful that, that if you fall out, that you go down feet first in the river so that your feet hit the, the rocks and the obstructions in the water. You might come up on a log that's floating in the river and you don't want to go head first. I'm like, what in the, I paid them for this. I paid for this trip. And uh, finally, um, after all of, the, all of the safety warnings, 
I got in the raft and had the best time I, I'd had in a long time. I was, that was earlier in life. And a group of us went, we had such a good time. Uh, several weeks later, we took another trip. Several weeks later, we took another trip. That summer, I think we took three or four river trips with different groups from Columbia First Church when I lived in Columbia. But I had to get beyond my fears. I had to get beyond the warnings in order to, uh, to enjoy the experience of going down that, that white water uh, of Chattooga and experiencing all, all the exhilaration of that trip. Um, over and over again in life, you know. In the Bible, in Hebrews 11, it says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went. Faith. He had to believe what God was telling him, and he had to be willing to leave what he knew, the safety of what he knew, in order to go to the glory of what God had for him and for the coming generations. By faith, it says, Noah built an ark. There had never been a flood before. Uh, there had never been rain before. The, the earth was, was replenished by the natural springs, and, and so something was going to happen that had never happened before. And Noah had to believe in the goodness of God, had to believe in the truthfulness of God, in order to move from what he had always known to, to that experience of salvation that God had for him in the building of the ark. And, and on and on, on the storyline goes, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh and insisted on being numbered among God's Hebrew children and became the great deliverer of that nation. By faith, Joshua marched around Jericho with all of the people of Israel on the seventh day, on the seventh time around on that seventh day, God brought the walls of Jericho crumbling down. And all of these things are first time happenings in history and someone had to believe. The fathers of our nation had to believe that there was a freedom worth dying for in order for them to rebel against the King of England and, and to allow us to even have an Independence Day in this country. They had to believe in something, something that was so valid for them that they would risk their lives in signing that Declaration of Independence. And they did pay a dear price. They lost their lands, they lost their lives in time because of their rebellion against England. But look where we are today because someone dared to believe that something is greater than self. That there's something we can lay our lives down for that not only will bring us to a new place of exhilaration in life, but will give coming generations an opportunity to walk where they never would otherwise had opportunity to walk. Faith is key to our freedoms. Without it, we are forever imprisoned in what we already know, what we've come to understand. It's easy to lean against something that you know is there. It's another thing to walk away from that to get to a place where you can lean on something that's better than what was because it's that to which God has called you. In Scripture, we find the story of Jesus gathering with His disciples in the upper room. It's on Thursday night before the crucifixion the next day. There's a lot that's going to happen within, within, even 12, within several hours, but within 24 hours, the disciples, their world is going to be turned upside down. Everything that they've come to trust in is suddenly going to be changed. And they're going to be locked away behind uh, closed doors, for fear of their lives. 
But in this moment, they don't understand. They know something's happening, but they don't know the totality of what's happening. And as they're gathered in the upper room with Jesus to celebrate the Passover, Jesus, as they gather in this room, does something that they have never experienced before in their lives. Now for us, it's a simple thing. We read the passage and, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. But remember for them, this has never happened before. And even though measured against a lot of the narrative that we find in the Gospels, this is kind of a low-key thing, it is life-changing for them. Because what happens is Jesus gets up from the table and He takes off His outer garment and He girds Himself with a towel and He takes a water basin and He kneels down before His disciples and He washes their feet. Peter said, there's no way you're going to wash my feet. What? Why would He say that? Because Jesus was hosting this party. He was their Lord and Master. And when you went to someone's house for a dinner party or for a social visit, it was never the host who washed the visitor's feet. It was always a humble servant who came in and took care of that that task that prepared someone to to have their feet clean as they sat down together to visit together. A different culture, a different time. And Jesus kneels down and washes their feet and He is modeling for them servant leadership. And He's saying to them, those of you who are the greatest in society are those who will serve even the least of men because of love. And then he makes this statement in John 13, 7. You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you'll understand. And Peter says, well then, Lord, don't just wash my feet. Wash my head and my hands. Wash all of me. And and Jesus says, you're already clean because of the word that has been spoken to you. But I will wash your feet. As a symbol of the love that I have, I would do anything for you, Peter. And he said that for each one of those disciples. And get this, he knows that in minutes, Judas Iscariot will be somewhere else betraying him, and yet he washes the feet of Judas as well. Faith enabled the disciples to let down their guard for a moment and to allow something to happen in their experience that had never happened before for the leader among them, the revered among them, to be the one who would take their dirty feet into hand and cleanse them for their time of interaction together around the table. Jesus said, you don't realize what I'm doing now, but the day will come that you'll understand. And it was faith that allowed those disciples to place their feet in the hands of the Master. And that seems like a simple thing, but let me say to you that all through life, as we commit ourselves to being followers of Jesus Christ, God gives us opportunities again and again and again to go in a direction that we do not understand, 
but a direction to which we believe He is calling us. And every time we have walked by faith, when we get to the other side of that to which He called us, there's not a one of us who would not stand up and give a testimony and say, I am so glad I did that. I'm so glad I went where Jesus was calling me. I'm so glad I did what Jesus put in my heart to do. I'm so glad that I went to visit Him. I'm so glad I spoke that word of encouragement to her. I'm so glad that I went there because that person shared with me in such a way that, that I had life needs addressed because of the way they ministered to me. And they didn't even realize how they were ministering to me. Over and over again, we come to the place that we value faith because we understand that faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. In other words, it's not fleshed out yet. But the idea is impressed upon us. The, the, the thought, the direction, the calling is put upon us. And suddenly what we have known pales in comparison to what we are called to. By faith. I left Roanoke, Virginia and went to Lake Wells, Florida to go to... I had never been to Florida. I had never been to Warner Southern College. I went sight unseen. I didn't know what the dorms looked like. I didn't know who the professors were. My pastor encouraged me to go that direction. I believed in him because of the way he administered to me. And in his words, I heard the call of God upon my life. I, was, I knew in my soul I was supposed to go to Warner Southern. So I went. Oh, I'm glad I did. The people who taught me there were pioneers in the church of God, so to speak. And now I look back and I realize what a privilege it was to sit in their classes, to hear their stories, to experience their love for God and their conviction for the Bible. Truth that had become a part of their, their lives. I went to Columbia, South Carolina. I'd never lived, I had only passed through South Carolina. Every time I went through South Carolina, it rained. <laughs> I moved to Columbia. And when I got there, in just a short time, I knew this is where I'm supposed to be. These are the people I'm supposed to be with. I am blessed to have followed God to a place that I had never known before, to be with people I was meeting for the very first time. I'm blessed this morning because there's a young man here who was in the youth group back in those early years in Columbia, Michael Swetnam. And Michael, you don't have to stand up, but he's sitting in the back. I want you all to warm him up. He's from my Columbia years. And then the day came that faith unveiled that I was supposed to leave Columbia and come to Sumter. I, I, I've told you that story so many times, I won't do that to you. But it's one of the best things that ever happened in my life to come here. But, but it was a faith move. Because I was comfortable there. They knew me, I knew them. But God stirred my soul and brought me to a place that there was a longing in my heart to be where He wanted me to be. And if that meant letting go of what was familiar, that's what I needed to do. Oh, over and over again. 
not only me answering the call of God, but being a part of church ministry and watching God bring in staff members to serve in different areas of the church. And, and every one of them have, have brought a piece of themselves and, and, and some have come and moved on to, to other fields of service and, and others have been here for a while. But all of those are stories of faith. Daring to look at what God has done in the Scripture, in our lives, and looking at that, believing God is good. And if He's leading me there, it's for a reason. And it will be proven. I remember a year before our last trip to the Holy Land, there were a number of you who said, man, I... I really feel led to go. I have no idea where the money is coming from. But I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and sign up and, and start this journey. And there are so many testimonies about how God provided for the people who went on that trip to have the funding that was necessary to make that trip. And every one of them will, will come and tell you. My life is changed because of what God did as we walked in that land of, of, of the Bible where the story unfolds in time and in history. And over and over, God has brought us to make faith steps. We, listen, we look at what the Bible narrative says. We look at our life experience. We listen to what the Spirit whispers to us. Those biblical impressions. And word of warning here. The Spirit of God will never lead you to do something that is contrary to the written revelation of His Word. And so if what you think God is saying is in conflict with what is clearly revealed in the Bible, it's another spirit that's whispering to you, not the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me this morning? We should always check what we think are the impressions of God against the Word of God. He will never move contrary to what is in that written revelation that He's given us. That's why the Bible says, test the spirits to be sure that it is the Lord's Spirit who is moving. I've had people come to me and, and they've told me, I just feel like the Lord is leading me in this direction. And in that given circumstance, I, I, I can tell with, at face value, there's no way God is leading them to do this. And I have dared to be that one who will look at them and say, man, I love you. And I know you're trying, you know, you're trying to make the right decision, but I'm telling you, according to what the Bible says, this is not God leading you that direction. It's only happened a handful of times in my life that it's come to that kind of, of pastoral uh, counsel. But know this, God does speak by His Spirit. And when it lines up with the Bible narrative, we need to move in those directions that God is leading us, that He is calling us. I felt, I felt the Lord's calling in the early 2000s to go back to school again and to get my Master of Business Administration. Matt Rowe was our full-time associate at that time. Uh, Matt had, had been with us for right at five years at that time, and he ended up being here five and a half years, but he had been here about five years at that time. So I knew, uh, man, God's really stirring me. I went to the council and they said, yeah, absolutely do that. Go, you know, we want you to get, to get as much training as, as, you, can, as you can bear. Go, go do that. And so my, my leaning on my own understanding, if something happens and I'm at class, Matt can take care of it until I get there. 
None of us are indispensable. I get that. But I like, I like to be responsible for those things that, that are my responsibility. And, and so, but I, in my mind, okay, Matt will be here. If, if something's needed, he, he can take care of it, and then I'll get there as soon as I can get there. That was the, my game plan. So I take a couple of prerequisites at the schools here in town, getting all set to start in the fall. I start in the fall, and before we get to wintertime, Matt Rowe has moved to Ohio. And so here I am, a full-time student working on my MBA, um, and I don't have a full-time associate. Now, Harold and all, all the rest of the team, they're willing to do whatever they can do to cover, but I'm like, Lord, uh, I never would have done this. And God's like, I know you wouldn't have. That's why I didn't let you know. But I got you. As a testimony to how God provides with us for us when we move in those steps of faith to which He's calling us. For two years, I went to class late one time because of a funeral visitation. And I did not miss any classes other than being late that one time. And I did not miss any study groups. And God allowed me to, to apply myself in such a way that I got through with the best grades I've ever made. My, I'll just tell you this, my elementary teachers are rolling over in their graves. Where was that boy when we had him, you know? Um, God, God moves us to places that are beyond us that we might learn to trust Him more. Because this whole life is about being in a love relationship with God and with one another. That is, that is the theme of life. And faith allows us to live for that next step to which Jesus is calling us. I want to ask you something. I'm not talking about just reckless living. Just, you know, in, in the ir irresponsible sense. Of, but when is the last time you took a step that if God didn't provide, you were going under? That can help us measure where we are in our faith walk. We ought to be doing some things that can only be explained by these two words. But God. I knew if I, if I went that direction, I would be in a mess. But God called me to that. And I believe if He calls me to that, He'll provide for that. Does anybody else believe that? Some of us, I'm afraid, just are not free. We're enslaved to our routines. We're enslaved 
to our own understanding of things. We don't take any risk, any time, for anything or anyone. And I'm here to celebrate the people who in history and in my life have urged me to jump off the rocks into the deeps of the water that was waiting in front of me. It was the neatest thing to jump off that rock in Honduras and land in that beautiful, clean, cold water. And then to be able to say, I did it. That was awesome. You may be, now, I don't feel any need to jump out of an airplane with a parachute. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not signing up to go ride the slingshot at the beach. I, I watched some people do that last year, and I said, not me. So I'm not a reckless person, but I want to be a person of faith. And I want to live in the freedom that God has for me as I answer His call upon my life. I believe with all of my heart when we come to these times of being together in His Word that the Lord brings us to the Word and brings us to the message that, that he, he has for us from time to time. And so I'm confident this morning that there are some of you right now who are, are being nudged by the Holy Spirit to take that step that God has been laying upon your heart for a little while now. And, and you're sitting here this morning, you're saying, man, I cannot believe he's preaching this because, ah, how does he know I've been wrestling with this? I don't know, but God does. And I know, and I, this is not just a preacher thing, I know this. There is somebody here this morning who's going to take a step of faith as a result of, of this time in His Word because God brought you here this morning to say, you can trust me. It's me challenging you. God's saying, it's me challenging you to step into what is unknown to you. It, God's saying, it's me who is saying to you this morning, you do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. It's God saying, it's me. I know I am beyond you, and I know that my ways are beyond what you are comfortable with, and I know that you've got some real doubts, but God says to you this morning, what I have begun in you, I will complete in you. Somebody's supposed to take a step of faith. If not this week, in the near future. And the Lord sent this message for you to be set free to take that step. Because it's Him who's leading you. It's Him who is washing your feet this morning. It's Him who is embracing you, telling you how much He loves you. It's Him saying, it's time for you to move from what you have grown accustomed to to what I have for you. And for someone it may mean a, mean a job change, and for another it may, 
It, it may mean something uh, that, that you haven't even thought about before now, but God is either moving you to take that step or preparing you to take that step. And let's face it, you came here this morning with the faith that you would be able to get in your car and drive to church and not have an accident, that you would have the ability to walk in and take your seat and be a part of this time of gathering. You do a lot by faith. What is that faith step that God is calling you to that is life-changing? that is all about you being free to live in the tomorrow that He has ordained for you. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Confidence in what we hope for, assurance about what we do not see. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible without faith to enjoy life to the fullest. Yeah. Father, this morning I thank You for the men and the women of years past who believed in freedom so much that they put themselves at peril because they knew someone had to. They sacrificed because they envisioned a day when people would be gathered just like we're gathered here this morning, worshiping You in freedom, politically and spiritually. I want to be numbered among those great ones who have laid down their lives for something better than what we already know. Help us to be pioneers of the faith to which we've been called. That we may dare to step out in some unknown directions with the confidence that what we do not know you already know in fullness. I know you sent this message for people you love dearly this morning. Now I pray that your Holy Spirit would bring it all together in our hearts. Lord, you've challenged me this week. I'm moving in some directions as a human being because You have dared me to trust You that much. And Lord, I do. I trust You with my whole life. I think of that old hymn, Trust and Obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Let's do that together this morning. Trust Him. Obey Him. Believe in Him and take the steps He's calling us to. It will be glorious.
gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. On and on and on and on it goes. It overwhelms and satisfies my soul. And I never ever have to be Never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. Sing it one more time. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. Sing it one more time. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. 